following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. Forgive me for just a moment because I know there are more important voices in the room to be heard today, but I want to take just a step back and talk about why are we doing what we're doing at Artisan Church? Why are we having a Refugee Sunday? As you know, we have a justice team, and our justice team has four primary branches that we work with. These are community organizations that are doing justice work. These include Need, Rain, Sojourner House, and then work with refugees uh, in partnership with Catholic Family Center. Justice work is not easy work, and it seems these days there is more and more of it to do here in Rochester and in our world. Injustice occurs whenever people or systems deny others the dignity that they deserve as children of God. There are many forms of justice work, and a lot of you in the room are already doing it. And here at Artisan, we want to encourage you. Work with refugees and immigrants is one form of justice work. And whether you're involved or not, I think that all of us should be aware of what's going on. This is a day when we remember those have been forced to leave their home refugees, asylees, and internally displaced peoples. Today, there are more refugees in our world than at any other point in history. There are a total of 65.6 million displaced peoples, 22.5 million who are designated as refugees. These masses are fleeing violent annexation in Ukraine, religious persecution in Myanmar, internal conflict in Burundi, murder at the hands of warlords in Congo, gang violence in El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras, protracted wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and civil war in Syria, to name a few. This is a crisis not only in magnitude of numbers, but of inaction of the privileged governments and individuals of the world. Historically, only 0.4% of refugees are resettled in a third country, typically Canada, Australia, or the United States. Of the refugees resettled in the United States, about 1% of them come here to Rochester. There have been over 6,000 refugees resettled in Rochester since 2008. In 2016, Rochester resettled roughly 1,200 refugees, our biggest year ever, and the United States resettled 85,000. However, the proposed number of resettlement for the 2017 to 18 year was cut to be almost 45,000, to be at most 45,000, and currently it seems that only about 22,000 will actually be admitted to the United States. This means fewer than 250 refugees coming to Rochester compared to 1,200 only two years ago. In 2017 to 18, of the 5 million Syrian refugees in the world, so far, only 11 have been resettled to the United States. As followers of Christ, we should have more motivation than anyone else to be concerned and active in this catastrophe. We are called to justice. All human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. We are commanded to action. Jesus was a refugee. We are told that when we welcome a stranger, we welcome Jesus himself. We cannot fall into the trap of thinking that this is too political of an issue to talk about in church. On the contrary, we should feel that this is too Christian of an issue not to be talked about in church. And finally, when we only listen to monochromatic, monocultural, American-born voices, we are hearing only a narrow spectrum 
of the gospel of Christ. We need to broaden our library and inspiration of worship if we dare to encounter the true and complete heart of Christ. Here in America today, we may have a greater need for refugee voices among us than refugees are in need of Americans to resettle them. It's with this sentiment that it brings me great joy to introduce Dinesh Rai. Dinesh is himself a former Bhutanese refugee. He's now a United States citizen. He's a pastor at Lighthouse Baptist Church, and he's a leader in the Nepali Christian community of Greater Rochester. Today, I've asked him to bring the message he feels that the church in America needs to hear today. Would you please welcome, join me in welcoming Dinesh Rai. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. David Howe, and thank you all for giving me a privilege to stand, and I'm very honored and glad to stand here, to be here, and this very uh, morning, uh, beautiful mornings, I would like to uh, welcome you all again um, for a short message that's uh, what the Bible's perspectives or the God perspectives to refugees and the refugee peoples. And before begin our my uh, message, I would like to apologize and ask forgiveness. Um, I'm learning, and this is my second language. And uh, but I'll make you uh, understand, and he will understand anyway. But um, uh, um, this morning, uh, I would like to read one uh, context, then I'll go. Um, those who have Bibles, uh, if you want to, you can open, but if you not, don't have, so you don't have to. So I'm going to read from Acts chapter 17. Verse 22, uh, I want to read 24, 25, 26, and just the first phrase of 27. Um, I'm used to with NIV, so I brought NIV here, and I saw here have a different version, but the, um, the meanings are same, so just the words are different. So here it is written, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in the temples built by the human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everything life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit and the whole earth. And he marked out the appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him. Amen. As um, uh, already uh, Dr. David, um, he introduced uh, myself. Who am I? I... Um, born in Bhutan, and very much um, 
I grew up in India, and I was watching um, the lady here, Mother Teresa, the city where she uh, worked. I, my, all my families are still there, and they belong there. I saw her literally and face-to-face in many conventions. So it's called the Calcutta, and my parents live in a West Bengal, it's Northeast India, and West Bengal, the capital of West Bengal is uh, Calcutta, and she has slum. She worked for a slum in Calcutta, so I had a chance to see her so many times. So she had one convention in my village, so um, yeah, I had a con- um, good chance to see, and myself became a Christian because of uh, William Carey, so my grand-grandparents became a Christians, and um, I am the fourth generation Christians in Bhutan, and my parents and my grandparents were the first Christian in Bhutan because of the, the persecutions of, uh, because of faith, I'm here now. So, yeah, I give glory to God sometimes. God uh, walks through different persecutions and for different work. Anyway, here, before talked about the refugee, before talked about any kings or any ministers or any countries, anything else, first of all, as a Christians, I just wanted to go with the five points. The first of all, we need to know that. We need to know that. The God is the sovereign God. He runs over all things. The first, the fall, the Christians are the we must know. God is sovereign for all nations, for all natures, everything, the whole universe. He is above all, and He is above all powers, above all created beings, and above all names. You can name any names, and His. The Jesus Christ, the name is the massless name, and we cannot match with his name with any other's name. So he is above all powers. So we must remember this. He has the power of everything. Everything. He rules a whole world. Now, we looks like that Donald Trump is sovereign and his ruling countries, and, but he is not. He is not. God is the sovereign God. Our God is omniscience. Our God is omnipotence. Our God is omnipresence God. No one is omniscience. No one is omnipotence. And no one is omnipresence. He is only the one. He is only the one who is omnipresence. In Job, Job, he said, he is almighty. 31 times the Job, he pronounced, our God is almighty. 31 times. See, he is above all powers. He is the only one. 
Like we all need, we are dependent. We depend with family, we depend with nature, we depend with food and all everything. So we, every nature and even the universe is dependent with other uh, planet. One planet is sustaining to its other planet and it dependent. So everything is dependent. So we are dependent with nature, we are dependent with natural calamities, we are dependent on each other. But only the one who is not dependent and who is omnipotent, that is Jesus Christ or the Lord we are serving. So he is the one who is not dependent with anyone else. And he doesn't deserve or he is without our worship. If we stop to worship, still he exists. He doesn't need our worship to exist. Without our worship, without any, anyone's worship, still he can exist. So he is all and all. He is all and all. We must need to know this first. Before talking about anything else, he is the creator of earth. He is creator of universe and all the things. And he knows the names of all the planets. And he knows the names of all the plants. We don't know how many plants, how many kinds of plants, varieties of plants are here. And their names. But he knows the, exactly the numbers of plants in the earth. And he knows the names of every plant. So all the names he knows. And he created and he created everything for purpose, his purpose. So as John says, everything, whatever comes in the earth, is from him, nothing by itself. So he is above all. He is above all nation, and he is above all. So the next thing, he oversees the movement of all people. He oversees the movement of all peoples, all peoples. He is the one that he took 70 people from Hebrew to Egypt. He is the one. And he is the one who take people from Egypt to Canaan. He is the one who takes uh, Joseph to Egypt, and he is the one who takes the, all the Israelites from Egypt to Canaan. He is the one. And he is the one who make harden the heart of Pharaoh. And who is, he is the one who allowed all nine plagues in Egypt. Is it not he? He is the one. So he is above all powers. So he makes the movements, oversees the movement of all peoples. Who are here in the United States? It is not because of accident. Who are here, or the many refugees here are here in the United States. It is not because of grace of someone. 
It is not because of someone's mercy. It is not because of someone's sympathy. It is not because of accident or something else. But it is all the plans and purpose of the God. Because we just read. He makes the limit of time of history. And he makes the limit of boundaries. He makes everything. He makes everything. He's the planner. So the reposes are moving from one place to another like uh, the 70 peoples they brought uh, they went to the Egypt because of uh, uh, insults of food they went there for to seek food and they grew there and the god says i will make the hardened i will harden the heart of pharaoh and I'll make him stubborn so that world can know that I am only the one God in the universe. And I am only the creators of the universe. Because of the Israelist movement, the world knew before that no one knew that the, the God of Israel is only, is only the God. So after that, everyone, whole world knew that the God of Israel is, is only the God of universe. So the movements makes a difference. For my own case, many of our Buddhists, now we are almost the 30 persons are Christians. Almost 30 persons. When we came out from Bhutan, to Nepal, when we arrived, we were below 200 Christians in the camp. We were only the 200 Christians, below 200 Christians. We used to count all the Christians in hand. But because of all the, the circumstances, people started to seek who is the creator and who is the real God. And they are really became hungry. And they're looking after the God. So they found the God. So 30% of our populations, they got God now. And they believe. So now, we were 200, below 200 Christians when we came out from Bhutan. But now, over 300 charges. And over 200 churches are in the United States. We are. So, just imagine, just imagine, the God's mobs. If the Israelis were not moved to Egypt, that there were no chance of Pharaoh to know who is the creator. But because of that, he knew that God is, the God of Israelis is the God of creators of universe. So, the movement, don't think that it's because of the war, because of the natural calamities, natural disasters, that makes the peoples to move. Not only that, but behind that, the God is the one who makes people to move. 
He oversees the movement of all peoples, all peoples. Next, generally, God established the government and God established the authority. Romans chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. If you go to the last phrase of uh, the verse 1, he'll say, the God established the government to protect his people, to protect his people. But there will be, a, a, there are many bad governments and there are many good governments. There are different kinds of governments in the world. The Pharaoh, Herod, just imagine, they were the government. And God, the, the God put the government, established the government to protect his people. And we cannot de- deny the government. But each government, the God used for his own purpose. On purpose. God hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the governor, the king, so that world knew that he is the creator. So, the God placed the government. So, the, if you go through the Roman chapter 13, verse 1 to following, he'll say, if you disobey the law, if you disobey the, your authorities, you are, you are eligible for punishment. So, God put the government. And uh, in the history of Israel, we know that there were 42 kings and there were good kings and there were bad kings. And God judged all. God judged all. Even a good or a bad. And according to their works, the God judged the nations. And we know that that is in the Bible. So we don't need to search the evidence outside the Bible. But sometimes... Sometimes, like uh, for example, the our God, many times we the peoples, we want to do the, I don't know this, uh, the phrase you, uh, this, you used or not, but many times we used to use that tit for tat. But in the Bible, there is no tit for tat. No tit for tat. The Bible says, in Old Testament, we'll see a lot of evidence, and New Testament, Jesus himself taught the, his disciples, if anyone slaps in the left and right hand side, you give a left and side also. So, no deed for that. The government, he just, like the Edomites, the Israelites went for the seeking of food. I don't think that took a 40 years to reach from Hebrew to Egypt. They went for, to seek a food, to buy food. So that's a short distance, week or so. But when they returned back, took a 40 years. 40 years. Just imagine. The place where they went for food. And to back, 
takes up 40 years, took a whole 40 years. Why? The reason is there was a king, kingdom's middle of the way. That's Edomites. The, the Ashos, another name, Edoms, and the, from the Ashos, the Edoms, another, uh, the kingdoms, they built that kingdoms was Edomites. And Edomites, they didn't allow Israelis to go through their country. So they had to turn all over the, the mountains, which took 40 years. And from that way, they had to cross the Red Sea. And Jordan. They took a revenge. They took revenge. The Edomite took a revenge. Because of your grandfather, because of your ancestor, they took our scepter. They took our birth rights. So we want to do a revenge. We don't allow you to go back. Now you got to suffer. Because of your grandfather, Jacob, who suffered, and now you are done to suffer. Suffer. So that's why they make another way. But the people who work, work literally in wonderness for 40 years. Now they have kingdom. And one of the powerful kingdoms in the Middle East. Between the, seven, 20, uh, between the 37 different other countries. The powerful country remaining in the world. That's Israel. And it's still there. And it's still serving God. And one of the powerful country. But the Edomites got wiped out from the world. There is no Edomites now. He, the God wiped out. Because they came between the Canaan and the Egypt, between the, the peoples of Israelis. God used that people, the Edomite, to judge Israelis because they murmured and they really came against of God. They talked against of God. The God judged Israelis by using the Edomites and Edomites feel, they thought that now because of us, they are suffering and they suffered. So, they, 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 they became really happy about the sufferings of Israelis. But later on, God judged the Edomites also. The Edom also. So no more Edom in the world. So God put the government in the world and he established a government. The fourth one is God purposely command his choice to serve the people. We are the one. The God gave us a task to serve his people. We are the one to serve. Not to be like Edomites. Because of them, we shepherds, now we need to make them suffer. That's not our case. There is no need for that. There is no need for that. So, the God put our, um, like, uh, 
Just go to the Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, 2. There we find, carry the burdens of your brothers. That is the law of Christ. That is the law of Christ. To carry the burden of your brothers is the law of Christ. Christ himself took the burden of us. We were once sinner. We were once destined to go to hell. We deserved to go to hell once. But he carried out our all burden. And he died on the cross. He suffered for us. He laid his life for us. So that he wants us to be free. From all saints. He took the burden. That's the law of Christ. Same thing. We need to be the one who carried the burden of your brothers and sisters. Not your brothers and sisters who loves you. We were just singing a song that uh, the enemy face we see the brothers. In the face of enemy. So we need to serve all. There is no any circumstances. Good Samaritans. We saw, we saw the whole examples. He give everything. He, shop, uh, he sacrificed everything. He sacrificed his times. He sacrificed his, all the post. He sacrificed his money. He sacrificed everything. For unknown people. Unknown one. The guy who was about to die and, and suffer. I don't think the Samaritans knew that guy before he met him. But he gave everything. He gave everything. That's the law of Christ. That's the law of Christ. Many times we serve the people who we loved. Many times we serve the people who we know. And many times we serve the people uh, with the colors, races, and many things else. The Bible says, the sharp, your brothers, without discriminations of any colors, caste, any races, or any status, or anything else. All the peoples in the earth is our brothers and sisters. We need to love them. We need to carry them. Just we were hearing from the brother Fajri that many people are dying. They are our brothers and sisters. We need to help them. We need to help them, serve them. God gives us the work to serve his people, to serve his people. The final one, I just wanted to encourage you all that... Actually, if I say truth to you, and if you believe or not, if you agree or not, the Bible says so. And I just wanted to tell you that we all are actually a refugees. We are not belongs to earth, belongs to earth, the whole world. The, Jesus says, 
you are not belongs to this world. Our kingdom is not this world, but our kingdom is there. We all are refugees. We all are here for a certain period of time. Certain period of times. We are here not for eternity. We all are refugees. We all have to live. But one thing do not forget. Until you are here in the world, world is yours. Till you live. But you are not belongs to world. The God gave us this world for certain times for us but we are not belongs to world the abraham and in a uh, um if you see the hebrew 11 9 and 10 abraham jacob and ishak they never built the house it says the Abrahams stay in the promised land, though he's, he, were, he were in the promised land, but still he lived as a stranger. And he never built the house. It says, they lived in the tent, looking for a city in which the architect and the builder is God himself. They live in the country, the promised land, but they did not build the house for them because they were looking the city, another city, which is built by God, and God himself is the architect. I just wanted to tell you one thing in history. Bangladesh is separated from India in 1971. And they were fighting. They were. And there was a small island in between the Bangladesh and the India. And India and Bangladesh had very big fight because of that island. The India claimed that islands belongs to India. And the Bangladesh claimed that islands was belongs to Bangladesh. They fought till the dark night, long time, till dark night. But the next mornings, when the army soldiers wake up for fight for that islands, there were no island. The island was covered by ocean, water. No island. <laughs> they stopped fighting then. <laughs> the God is omniscience, omnipresence, and sovereignty. God doesn't want, didn't want to fight Bangladesh and India anymore. So, I just wanted to encourage you all. God is sovereign. He makes the his overseas of all movement. And God put generally the the government and God is the one gave us the responsibilities now. And God is the one 
who makes us all refugees and our heaven is there and who will be there where there is no pain where there is no tear where there is no darknesses where there is no um, suffering and wanting where there is no refugees anymore and no language barrier we don't have to struggle like me now that day we are all speaking in one language that a heavenly language singing for the lord i just wanted to challenge one thing before the jesus christ was ascended to the throne heaven he said my the counselor is going to come to you and when you receive the power of holy spirit in acts 1:8 then you are going to witness jerusalem judea samaria and end of the world and in at the time of uh, pentecost the 50th day they got received the power of holy spirit as the jesus told them before he ascended but they denied to go away they wanted to build a big congregations and they wanted to stay together all two apostles they started to stay together but what guess what happened instead of one eight the god used the another phrase eight one supposed to happens act 18 but they didn't obey the god so god made act 81 you know the persecutions and the stephanus was killed and because of the persecutions all the peoples are moved sometimes the god used the persecutions to move the peoples so if we not obey one thing god is definitely bring another things and which is not good which is not good i many times i used to tell my choices that many times we we really doesn't want to give a times tithes to god and we want to work around and still the times of god then but the whatever the god sides and got whatever the his portions he is going to take anyways but the it is easy to give ourselves rather to the god himself when he take it is going to be difficult is going to be difficult so before that i want to give a god rather he wants to take me from me many times we don't want to give a times to god and even in the hour in the church but who spends month and month in hospitals and that times we ask god for all helps and everything it's not easy it's not easy when he is going to take but it's easy before he give so the god gave us the responsibility and the responsibilities and god is using his peoples now 
for all brothers and sisters, I just wanted to encourage you. Let God's will be done in our life. Let all the reproaches and all the people's innocence, let's serve as a Samaritans without any anything behind and anything. And we'll be in one country and we'll be in the citizens of one nation and one language. And I just wanted to meet you all over there. And if I go ahead, I just wanted to leave my invitations. You all will see in there. Thank you very much. For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com.